new lesson. You might not get far in it, but my intentions is to finish it. Before we start reading, let's just read the topic verse, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And then we'll get started. Amen. 1 Corinthians 2. verses 1 through 5 and the scripture said and I brethren when I came to you came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. The subject for this lesson is relying upon the Holy Ghost with a subtopic, preaching of the gospel and its divine purpose. When we look at relying on the Holy Ghost, you and I are looking for God's divine leading of his spirit. Relying is simply dependent on with full trust or confidence. You are counting on the Spirit of God to lead and guide you in the path of righteousness. On this side of salvation, your faith must be placed in the Holy Ghost to help you make the right decisions in your walk with God. You may be capable of making decisions in your natural life, because God gave you that ability to do so. But when it comes down to making spiritual decision, you are inadequate to make such without the Spirit of God. Therefore, we need the Holy Ghost to aid us in our new walk with Christ Jesus, because this way you have never been before. In this new walk with God, there are some things we must know and understand about the kingdom of God and that it is the gospel of Jesus Christ and his divine purpose for our life. We must understand the gospel must be preached to every creature, global, forming you into a faith being. You must become a person of faith before you can please God. For without faith, it is impossible for you to please him. Faith will cause you to believe 
and do the will of God without wavering in your walk with him. There are some key words in this text, a lesson, or subject. And they are preach, gospel, divine purpose, and Holy Ghost. Go over them again. Preach, gospel, divine purpose, and the Holy Ghost. Keep those four words, those four phrases in your mind throughout the course of the lesson. The word preach is to deliver a message of hope, good news, and a word of deliverance from the Lord. Preaching is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ in this new age we are living in. It is making the word of God plain and of understanding so that man or person may be saved. So then that means that we got to know what we know. We got to know what we're talking about when we're talking about the word of God. Therefore, you have the responsibility of being studious in your reading and learning to tell somebody about the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't want to get caught up in confusing somebody about salvation. You don't want to get caught up in confusing folks that is more than one way to God. Because now by now you ought to know that there ain't but one way to God. The preached word of God produces faith because Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're not adhering to the word of God, you ain't got no faith. Amen. Amen. Because your faith is built on what God say, not what you think. Amen. The book of 2 Timothy chapter 4 tells us Paul told Timothy to preach the word, be in in, in Preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. So there is a formula there that Paul was giving Timothy and he was telling Timothy, you can't be intimidated. You got to preach the word. You got to preach it when they want to hear it. You got to preach it when they don't want to hear it. Because guess what? Preaching is not based on your feelings. It is based on God getting the word out that every man, girl, boy, and child will be held accountable to what thus says the Lord. Sometimes it reproves. Sometimes it gets down to where you have to be rebuked. Because guess what? You have to be rebuked if you are out of the word of God in order for you to get in the word of God. Sometimes it's called for exhortation. Sometimes God has to lift you up from where you is because you have shown God something that he feels like you are next to go up to the next level. 
long suffering. Sometimes you have to go through some stuff that you don't want to go through because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not because of yourself, but because of the gospel. Amen. And we're suffering because of ourselves. That's ourself. We have to go through long suffering for the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Because guess what? Somebody ain't going to be pleased with what you hear or what you say about the gospel. If the word of God is not preached to you, the chances of you being saved is impossible. Amen. Amen. Nobody is going to glory out of ignorance. Amen. Y'all hear me? At some point, God going to visit you about the truth, whether or not you accept it or not. Because you will not have you will not have the knowledge of what is right in the sight of God if you're planning on going back where God is. You must know the word and doctrine of who you are seeking after. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust. Shall they heap up to themselves teachers having itching ears? And they would turn away. The, the, from, they would turn away from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. We're in that age now that don't nobody want to hear you if you ain't talking sweet. Hmm? Don't nobody want to hear you unless you're talking about sending them some lying prophetic words about them being blessed and finna being highly favored and finna go to the next level. Oh, what are you doing in the level you're at now? Simply, it tells somebody what God did when you were lost. And couldn't find your way. It's not hard about the truth. And you can tell the truth about you. The truth about you ought to be the easiest thing to tell. Amen. What condition you was in when God pulled you out. What condition you was in when you heard the voice of the Lord that said, come unto me. You that are heavily laden and burdened. And I'll give you rest. Tell them what God said to you. How you wrestle and tussle with God for a long time before God won the battle. He was going to win the battle anyway. But you had to come to the grips that he was going to win the battle. Amen. <laughs> so it's simply telling somebody what God did for you. Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you don't want to hear the true doctrine of Jesus Christ and his apostle, you are saying you love to be bound. You love a lie more than you do the truth. You love to stir in the mock and the marrow than to come out and be clean. Without the preached word of God, we remain in darkness and bondage of our sin. Why? Because we begin to make excuses for what we do. Amen. Rosetta made me do it. 
Rosella didn't have nothing to do with what I did. That was a choice I made. Come on, somebody. So, the key word here is the gospel. Simply good news of a Savior. That's pretty much what the gospel is. Telling you that your salvation has showed up. Good news of a Savior, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The good news of the gospel is he got up. Come on, somebody. And when he got up, he declared that all ALL power was given unto him in heaven, not only in heaven, but in earth as well. Amen. Meaning salvation has arrived by a divine figure who is Jesus Christ in the flesh. We didn't know the God of peace until Jesus came and brought us peace. Amen. Before we know Christ, there are times we just got up mad and didn't know what we got up mad for. We got up raising hell, didn't know what we were raising hell for. Come on, somebody. You got up sometimes looking for a good fight or argument. Because why? You didn't have the peace of God. Your peace was disturbed. Amen. Can I say, our spirit was ratchet. Come on now. I've seen folks before they allowed God to really get a hold to them. They would even come to the church swole up like a bullfrog. And my Lord, what did the church do to you that you had to come to church swole up like a bullfrog? Because that's because you didn't allow the peace of God to dwell in your heart. So, he brought us peace. He brought us love, kindness, and tender mercy. Huh? Among other benefits. Man, on this side of salvation, you have received and experienced so many benefits from God that you can't even now count them all. You can't even remember all the benefits that you did get. Amen. The word of God was left for our learning. That we don't continue walking in sin. That we get an understanding of the consequence of living without God. The gospel of Jesus Christ brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Amen. Boy, when we in some darkness. My Lord, my Lord. A lot of the darkness embarrassed us that we was in. Huh? Amen. Some of the darkness that we was in mastered our life. And then came Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? Thank you, 
My Lord, my Lord. Then God stepped in. Huh? And when he brought you out, if I can paraphrase, when he brought you out and cleaned you up, he said, what you been through, I ain't going to tell nobody if you don't tell nobody. Huh? Come on now. Some of you still got some dark secrets that God ain't told on you. Am I right about that? And we can't be glad about the gospel of Jesus Christ? Huh? It's almost like he took your past and it never was and gave you a new life. Amen. Amen. In the gospel, Jesus says, sanctify them through the truth. For thy word is true. If it was not for the gospel of Jesus Christ, some of us would have been dead and sleeping in our graves. We would still be strung out on drugs and alcohol. Amen. Doing whatever it takes to satisfy the craving. Not limited to selling our bodies for a price of a fix. That's man and woman. Going down a dark road of no return until God send you deliverance through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Ain't it amazing that what God did through the life of Jesus Christ and then we get some knowledge about God and Christ and then we turn to another gospel, we turn to another God, we turn to another religion. Jesus. Can I put it point blank? How stupid can we be? You know what that is? That's just like walking into stupidity. After you have known God and then turned from God. That other gospel didn't bring you out of darkness. That other gospel didn't bring you out of your mess. That other gospel didn't wash you and make you whole again. And now why do you go looking for another God? Jesus. You've been bewitched. Amen. Until the gospel came, we had no knowledge that the thief come to kill, steal, and destroy. Did we? Because we were doing, we were bidding all his work. We did everything that he wanted us to do. And we didn't have brain enough to know that he was trying to destroy us. We didn't have sense enough, Jane. To tell him no, because we didn't know how to tell him no. But then Jesus said, but I came that you may have life and that more abundantly. To the full until it overflows. You didn't get an overflow till you came to know God. Come on now. You didn't know how to walk upright until you came to know God. Man, some of your aches and pains and, and ailments didn't go away until you learned to know God. The foundation of the Christian life is faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ that brought us the good news of God's amazing grace. 
that says a rich like, man, wasn't we rich? Huh? My God, my God, my God. Everything that we, everything we put on didn't make no difference. How clean it was or how good it looked, it had rich written all over it. Amen. You changed garments, but it still had rich written on it. God is real, and he wants us to personally experience his love and discover his purpose for your life through a relationship with him. Now, we build the relationship with everybody else in the world. But what about our relationship with God? Do we work on it? Do we want it? If you don't get a relationship with God, you ain't going nowhere. He's your last stop. Amen. He's going to be the last love of your life. Everybody else is going to be a substitute. Amen. So now, the word purpose. Now we done went through the gospel. Amen. We done talked about the preach word. Now we need to find out something about purpose. Word purpose is the reason for which something is done, created or exists. Purpose is, is viewed as what is the objective to be completed. God's purpose is saving souls, which he created and gives you a course of action to take in the works in the kingdom, aiding in the salvation of others. That's God's main purpose is saving folks. God's main purpose is not putting a dollar in your pocket and a mansion over your head. God could care less about your pocket or your mansion. God's purpose is saving souls because guess what? It is the only thing that is eternal. We look at the, the temporal stuff instead of looking at the eternal stuff. Amen. God has a purpose for your life. And you need to seek the kind of relationship with him to know him and his purpose for you. If we don't seek to know him and get a relationship with him, how can we commune with him and talk with him and he talk to us and he tell us what he wants us to do? He can't because what? You're not listening. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things would be added to you. God has proven that time after time, generation after generation. Can't nobody call God on the carpet that saw God first and he didn't take care of them. There's nobody that's ever saw that God first and God didn't take care of them. God has... 
numbered your days and will fulfill every purpose he has for you. However, our choice of action are really, that really matters. Even though God got a purpose, but guess what? You got to flow with the purpose of God. Amen. You got a schoolmaster. You got the master teacher. Come on, somebody. You got the one that knows the way and the only one that knows the way. Man, we ought to be scoring A's on our credit, on, on, on our scorecard. We being taught by the master teacher. The one that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We got him personally. There's no reason we should fail. When we look at God's purpose to be fulfilled in our, cre in our creation is to worship him. Have unselfish fellowship. Grow spiritually mature in the word and spirit and complete the mission of the church of Jesus Christ. Sister girl, you didn't have another sheet. Guess let's turn another sheet. Huh? Oh, okay. So, our mission is to make sure that we work the work of God. We got to know how to worship God. We got to know how to be uns have unselfish fellowship with not just God, but God's people. Because guess what? We have to grow in unity. We have to grow spiritually mature. Now you see why Paul, when he was talking, and he told him, he said, I have fed you milk because you wasn't grown enough to eat meat. Now I have to ask the question, when we going to grow up? When we going to get some spiritual teeth so that we can chew some meat? You know, some meat that you chew, you, may, uh, you know, you, 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 you can just nibble on it and just fall on off. But there's some meat that you could, and it be tasting good that you have to kind of wrestle with it just a little bit so you can get it over there to that jaw so you can chew it up real good. You know, so you, you got to know how to eat spiritual food. Everything that God feeds you is spiritual food ain't self. You have to learn how to eat some tough stuff. Get you some Holy Ghost water and swallow it down. Come on now. But no, you hold it in the back of your mouth so when you get to a place that you can say, it don't take all that. It don't take all that. You rather gurgitate it up instead of swallowing it. Ah, because guess what? It's for you down the road. We want some now food. We want some tacos. But you got to eat some tough food for it to last you down the road. Then you can look back and say, mm, I remember when Pastor Turner taught on that. Boy, ain't that amazing? Now it done popped up. You thought it was for Sunday, but it might have been for Sunday next year. Well, the final one. 
Then we'll talk a little scripture. The final is the Holy Ghost. The personage of the Spirit of God without a body, flesh, and without bones. He is often referred to as the Spirit of the living God. He is a member of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And they are one. Three distinct personalities and operation, yet being one God. Now that Jesus has returned to the glory, has returned to glory with the Father and send the Comforter, his replacement, to lead and guide us to all truth. Now, you know what? Actually, the Holy Ghost, if you really look at it, the Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ spreading around the world. Jesus used to be in the flesh contained in the one area at one time and one place. But when the Holy Ghost came, Jesus went global. Come on, somebody. Why are you rejecting the Holy Ghost? You don't realize that you are rejecting the global God that came by Jesus Christ. He went global. He can be in Asia and he can be in America at the same time. He can be at your house and be at my house at the same time. He has no limits. Oh, Lord, have mercy. The Holy Ghost came and took the limits off of Jesus Christ. Huh? Now that you can be able to say, when I say he stopped by my house, you would be able to say, he stopped by mine too. Come on, somebody. But if you don't believe that he is for this dispensation, that wasn't none of Jesus that stopped by your house. That was another ghost. You got to believe all this thing. Huh? Do you think that God wrote through the prophets of old to bring us up to date now just to be rejected? Come on, somebody. So now, the Holy Ghost. He carries different referred identities such as the Holy Spirit, Spirit of the Lord, the Comforter. I even loved it when Jesus, when he went in the temple, said the Spirit of the Lord is up on me. Come on, somebody. And you don't want him up on you? What's the matter with you? The Comforter. He said, I'll be your counselor. I'll be your advocate. You know we need an advocate. Come on, somebody. Huh? With, our, with the way our lives is, you know we need an advocate. He said that he is the intercessor. We need somebody to talk to God for us. We need somebody to step in and talk to God on our behalf. He's a helper. He's a keeper. Come on, somebody. Look at all of these things that folks have rejected. They rejected the, the, the essence of help from God. 
They're rejecting the keeper that came to keep them. They're rejecting the intercessory because guess what? Sometimes they pray us just hitting the roof coming back down. But guess what? The Holy Ghost can take it all the way to glory. So he carried many hats of helping the believers in the word of God. He helped the believers in their decision making. He guides us in decision making to protect us from physical and spiritual danger. Woo-wee. That's a fact. Amen. It's a many times the apostles had to listen to the instructions and the direction of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't go there. I need you to go here. Come on, somebody. He is a constant reminder of the goodness of God. He gives you an eye-opening experience in the word of God, which teaches you how to live the good life. There's some time that you can read the word of God, and then in the Holy Ghost, there's something in that part that the Holy Ghost want to grab your attention, and when you read it, and it just grab hold to you, and it's just like an eye-opening experience, and the only thing that you can say is, wow. Come on, somebody. Amen. He brings so much to the table for our life, such as love, peace, joy, understanding, and top it off with power of the spirit of the living God huh, to do extraordinary things. Good God Almighty. God will have you to the point that you do extraordinary things. Not ordinary, but extraordinary. Come on, somebody. God even left us signs that show words and, and demonstrations that he's left to show us how extraordinary his power is when a man can walk by somebody sick and his shadow calls him to be healed. Hallelujah. Thank you. You better wake up in him. Come on, somebody. He... In some instances, use napkins and cause folks to be healed by the anointing. Yes. I ain't talking about that preacher that y'all was sending y'all money to get that prayer cloth for them. <laughs> Why he was riding around in a Rolls Royce. Come on now. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Amen. Grandmother used to send her money there faithfully, getting that prayer claw. Huh? And that sucker riding around in a. <laughs> Come on now. He was worse than Reverend Bullwinkle. Shit. Amen. Y'all remember? I ain't got to call his name. Y'all know him. While he was riding around in his Rolls Royce off of your prayer dollar. Come on now. And when you got your prayer cloth, it wasn't a prayer cloth. It was a piece of paper that's supposed to be in your prayer cloth. 
Huh? Look at the foolish stuff that we usually accept not knowing God. Amen. Some of them gave you a certain hour of the day to make sure you lay your hands on the TV. And you like a dummy, you waited till that hour came so you could lay your hands on the TV and get your blessing. And the ready, like God finna send you a blessing through the rabbit ears. Huh? When you could learn to go straight to glory to God. Huh? Get, get rid of all these in between and go straight to glory through God, through the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Let's get into the little, little word. Isaiah 53. We'll read 1 through 8. Are we there? Let's read, please. Who had believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dark, of a dry ground, that he had no form or no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of me, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our face from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we didn't esteem him stricken, smitten of God, afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. We all like sheep having gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He brought as a lamb to the slaughter as a sheep before her shears. He opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. Now, if you notice that in verses 4 through 5, you saw at least five times that it declared that he carried ours. <laughs> it didn't say not one time did he carry anything for himself. Everything that he carried, it was it belonged to us. 
He carried our sorrows. He carried our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was up on him. Come on, somebody. So, we ought to be more than just glad. We ought to be ecstatic that he took all of that upon himself just to save us. Amen. And not only that, now, this was in the book of Isaiah. This was in the Old Testament. The prophet of the Lord was speaking about the Savior that was to come. And his description of him fit, the, fit everything that Jesus had to go through. It didn't miss a mark anywhere. Amen. Amen. So the question was that Isaiah asked first, who going to believe our report? Amen. Guess what? Because of the nation of Israel, or the Jewish nation was rejecting him, didn't, didn't give you no right to reject him. Amen. Because guess what? You didn't have life until he came. Amen. You didn't have no place to go until he came. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why some of you might be trying to be a black Jew. I know what you're getting into. You better count up the cost. You better be what Jesus came to say you be. Amen. Accept who you are and thank Jesus for what he did. Come on, somebody. Yo, yo, head, yo, yo. Your, your heritage of being a Jew ain't going to give you no more rights than anybody else through Jesus Christ. Huh? And you better be glad that you got the shortcut. Huh? He said, all you got to do is believe. Come on, somebody. So who has believed and trust in the message of salvation? His report is the word. Who have believed the word? See, because that's what it comes down to. Can you believe the word of God? Because guess what? If you can't believe the word of God, you can't believe nothing about God. Amen. And who did the Lord, did the Lord give the power of the revelation of this awesome message. At this point in time, he gave it to the prophet. In our time, he gave it to the preacher, the one that is called and appointed by him. So guess what? The message stays the same. Wow. The generation changed, but not the word of God. The word of God will not change. It's going to be the same throughout all the world. Come on, somebody. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall remain. So guess what? It behooves us to get wrapped up in the word of God. The prophet began 
foretelling the information of the revelation of salvation in Jesus Christ. He didn't come into the world from a royalty or majestic splendor, but as a carpenter's son. Huh? He came in the world with rags just like we got. Huh? Come on, somebody. When he came into the world, he hadn't been to Masons. Huh? He didn't come wearing no suit out of belt. He came as a plain old blow Joe with the word of God. Because you know what? You know what? God didn't have to come in here dressed all up to make you happy to accept him. He came as God. And it was left up to you to accept or reject. And in the scripture of Isaiah, he spoke about a whole lot of rejections. Huh? He, he spoke of the rejection because they're not going to receive him because he was not have a royal status in the world. He didn't come out of the palace. He didn't come riding on a big old white horse uh, with gold ropes and stuff hanging all off of him. Come on now. Big old, big old medallion hanging down the neck, about to break his neck because it's so heavy. Huh? He didn't come in the liking of man's eyesight. Come on now. He came as a poor carpenter's son. With the anointing. Amen. So. Just because y'all go on TV. And see these dressed up preachers. In these mega churches. You better be looking for the anointing. It is the anointing that destroys the yokes. Amen. Yet he was the son of the living God. When we look at the scriptures, they identify with the life of Christ. You should have no doubt when it said he carried our sorrows and pains and wounds and he was degraded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The punishment we deserve fell on him by the beating, the stripes he received, we received healing. Yes. Come on, somebody. We didn't know healing until we found Jesus. Huh? We didn't know anything about inside deliverance until we got to know Jesus. Amen. So who report are you going to believe? You going to believe the word of God? Or are you going to continue to believe what somebody else but son? I talked to I I talked to Bishop Bullwinkle. He told me. Hmm. What God do Bishop Bullwinkle have? Have he been there? 
But Jesus has. Amen. Why do we accept words of folks that haven't been there? Come on now. I can tell you firsthand by somewhere I've been. Huh? I can't tell you nothing about somewhere I ain't been. I can't do nothing but, 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 but tell you what somebody else told me and what they somebody else told them. And by the time it got to me, it had so many lies in it that, come on now, that I wind up feeding you a bunch of lies. So why don't you get it from the first-hand truth of God? Go to Matthew chapter 4. Now they got in the religious world now, uh, I say in the religious nut world now. Put it that way. <laughs> They're trying to convince some of y'all that uh, Jesus is black. I don't care if he was green. As long as he gives me the glory. Huh? Come on now. You, 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 you sending your mind back to prejudice and don't even know it. Huh? Now you're trying to tell me you can't accept him because they said that, that's that blue-eyed, white-eyed man that they have on the wall. I'm not looking at the man on the wall. I'm looking for the man in glory because he ain't on nobody's wall. Come on, somebody. I'm looking for him in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because see, if I find him now, he's got to be in the Holy Ghost. I don't care what you pin on your wall. You can color him purple and put him on your wall. That's your business. But don't feed it to me. Come on, somebody. I could care less about what you pin on your wall. Father, I'm concerned you just got another nail hole to fill when you take that down. Amen. Pinning your religion on the wall don't mean nothing. If you don't know God in the spirit of this dispensation, you don't know nothing. Matthew 4, verses 16 and 17. Wow. Let's read it, please. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region and the shadows of death, life From this time, Jesus began to do what? Preach. And to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven. Wait a minute. Now he said, the people that sat in darkness. Uh, saw a great light. If God didn't shine his light on you while you were sitting in darkness, I have to tell you, you lying. Because when you saw Jesus, you were deep in darkness. Huh? Some of your light had, had a dungeon on it. Come on now. And then not only did that, he said, and then it went around the region. And he still found folks that were sitting in the shadows of death. 
Wow. He left from the nation of Israel and he spread the word around the world to everybody because the world was sitting in darkness. And when he sent it around the world, guess what? It said the light sprung in. Ooh, the word of God bring light to it. Huh? The word of God brings light to your mind and your life. And you can't help but say, wow. Come on now. Because if the shadows of death had a took place in some of the areas in our life that we was in, we would be lifting up our eyes out of hell. Amen. Look how long we was in it. Huh? Talk about me and Roe. Me and Roe were falling out drunk. What with Roe? And ready to fight. <laughs> huh? That's my partner. We were, me and, me and Roe were ready to box at the drop of a hat. What with Roe? Amen. So what you're saying, look at where we was to where we are now. Amen. Now, all me and Rome got is a flashlight to show you which way to go. Amen. Come this way. Come out of the darkness. Come over here. Amen. Turn it into a lighthouse. Amen. Amen. So when Jesus came on the scene, the people was sitting in spiritual darkness. Look at how even when you was in church, what you call religion, when you were there, most percentage of your life, you were still sitting in spiritual darkness for the lack of truth. And they saw Jesus. Ooh, ain't nothing like when Jesus makes his... Make a, a, a showing on the scene, ain't it? Huh? Ain't nothing like Jesus pulling at your life and talking to you. And then you can bounce back and say, now I know this God is real. Huh? Come on, somebody. The light of God shining on the people that were sitting in the shadows of darkness as we once were sitting in darkness Jesus began to preach. You got to hear the preach word of God. There's no way around it. I, 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 I hear folks talking about how reversed they is in the scriptures and they don't have to go to church. And uh, You just know the letter, baby, but you don't know the anointing. You, you, you know what the letter said, but the Bible said that the letter kill it, but it's the spirit that makes it alive. You just know what is written, but you don't know what is revealed. Come on, somebody. You got to know what is being revealed from glory through the word of God. You might have read this and that and that, but guess what? You didn't know what this, that, and that meant. Come on, somebody. So you need to preach word of God. 
preach to yourself? Okay, how much you read? Huh? I need pastor to preach to me. It's hard preaching to yourself. Shoot. Get to reading. I'm going to hold this one here for Jane. And I'm the one that needed to eat it. But I'm going to hold it for somebody else. Same, same with you. You always trying to hold the word of God for somebody else instead of eating it for yourself. So that's why when you get to the church, it has to come so hard, straight down the line. When the preacher get up there and preach the word of God, then you're going to grab back to my, what are you mad about? <laughs> Am I lying, preacher? Because you wouldn't eat the way God wanted you to eat. So now God got to choke it down your throat. <laughs> so God got to choke it down your throat. Now you got to eat it like it's a cactus. But see, El, in all fairness, they don't realize I had to come through what they're going through. Uh-huh. And, the, and, and what I can appreciate now, that tough word actually stabilized me to where I could go uh, uh, go the distance. Uh-huh. Hey, man, because, I mean, you, you look at almost 20 years, I ain't had no pastor. Uh-huh. I better. That's right. Because I... And it came rough because he dealt with rebellious people. And yep. a lot of times you uh, don't realize God's attitude comes through the preaching uh -huh. of the scriptures. scriptures. Yes. And, and so uh, if you, you know, I, and I'm going to say this, carnal minded people will think that the preacher is upset with the congregation. But why? I don't know what you guys are actually going through. I have to preach what God has given me in, in the spirit that he gives it to me. It, you know, because if the mailman changed the address or changed the name on the mail, he ain't bringing it to the right house. Right. He's going to drop your mail off at somebody yeah. else's house. Mm -hmm. And brought you somebody else's mail. Absolutely. So you're getting what God wants you to have. But it depends on you whether you receive it or not. And a lot of times it's, it's not so much the preacher. You just don't want to receive it. And when you don't receive it, you set yourself up for failure. Absolutely. Absolutely, preacher. Amen. So when we don't hear God... When he talked to us directly, then when he give it to the preacher, it's like trying to swallow a cactus. Yeah, it's kind of stretchy going down. Don't taste good now. So he got to be mad he ain't feeding us smooth stuff. Yeah. Uh, come on now. A lot of 
things uh, best to see where a lot of people sit in.